I think he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with what he said and how much of an airhead he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what you know about benchmark? Just speaking the facts that you wanna hear. The rapper judge, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? What to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. What is this business? You know how they go. You playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bitch Mob ENT Podcast. This is episode 219. CJ, Cincinnati's very own. How you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Nice one last night. Bengals look good without Jamar Chase. Got a few tough games ahead, but we're going to weather the storm. My smooth operator, Davenport, how are you doing today? I'm seething right now. I can't stand the Jets right now. As long as I'm going to the game on Sunday against the Bears, if Zach is starting, yo, that place is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy in there. Yeah. And it's crazy that I see so many. Hold up. No, you go ahead. Go Keep going. I don't want to dive into this. You just doing the introductions. My bad. <laughs> Wait, real, real quick before we get to Greg, you got season tickets? You've been to a lot of games this year, right? No, I just bought like a, a, a ticket package. Um, Dolphins, uh-huh. Bills, of course the Bengals game, and then um, the Bears. That's nice. His money, his money longer. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't even know they did all that. Hey, I mean, we got a good team this year. Hopefully we're not held back by a child. Hopefully? <laughs> Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, debate your mother sends me in. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm hanging in there, bro. Life life is good. Leadership <clears throat> leaders inspire accountability through their ability to accept responsibility before they place blame. Said by Courtney Lynch. Obviously, Zach Wilson Zachary is not a leader. After the game, he has not taken responsibility or accountability when asked. <clears throat> Did he feel bad for letting down the defense? He said no, no. Garrett Wilson, even upset in the locker room, said he feels like there's a lack of accountability going on with this team. Zach Wilson also said this, and then I'll pass the ball to whoever wants to start off. I think you guys got to take into account it's windy as hell out there. He went nine for 22, 77 yards. But Matt Jones, who also played in the win, was 23 for 27 for 246. Whoever want to start on this uh, Zachary Wilson situation? Well, my, Miles' head's about to blow, so let me just let me just say something real quick. The, the only thing that – first of all, Zach Wilson has, has no defense after that performance, and for him to get snippy with the media and quickly say no, like, like it was a blown-out-of-proportion question that they asked, is crazy. But the one thing that people aren't talking about is Zach Wilson's also a captain on this team. And to to be one of the three captains of the New York Jets and to have no accountability whatsoever is crazy. It's crazy. You can't you can't be leading the team, not only playing like that, but then acting like you're don't stink and then come to the media room and acting like, you know, you just played the game of your life, and, and they're asking crazy questions. But, Miles, the floor is yours, because I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things from, from yesterday that I was just perplexed by. Because him not thinking that he's the reason we lost, like, he threw for 77 yards. Like, Mahomes can get that on one drive. So, in this day and age where passing is – like I saw on Twitter, who was it? Connor Hughes was 
talking about it, and he was saying how this is a passing league. So for someone to get 77 yards for a four-quarter game is inexcusable. So, I mean, I don't at this point, I don't care where he was picked. I don't care that he was the number two pick last year. Like, if you're just going to set a precedent that, oh, he's, he's our quarterback, we got to develop him, but this defense is like a top-tier defense. Like, we held them to three points the whole, whole game. And Mac Jones didn't have a bad game, but he was, he was dumping it off a lot. So it's not like he was airing it out. But they still, when they got down in, in the red zone, they got sacks to move them back so that they couldn't score. So, I mean, and then you hear the comments after the game where he's not taking accountability. Like, you hear quarterbacks, when they have a bad game, they put it on their shoulders all around the league. You don't, you don't see them be like, oh, I think, I think it was somebody else on this. I think it was the receivers. They, they could play better. And I think he said that yesterday, too. And I'm just like, bro, this is not the first game you've thrown for less than 50% completion percentage, which is a joke at this point. Like, unless he's playing Madden against the Ravens defense with Ray Lewis, like, I don't see an excuse for the way you're playing. Like, you're a top pick. Like they said a couple weeks ago, you need to grow up. Like we should be eight and two right now. If we had competent QB play, we'd be eight and two because we would have beat the Patriots in that first game. And this game, we gave up three points. I don't, yeah, the punt return at the end was, that was a ridiculous play. But like three points in four quarters, if you tell me that my defense is going to do that, we win the game 10 out of 10 times. Like you should win the game. But there were so many three and outs. It got to the point where I just I turned on red zone. I was like, I don't feel like turning to this game because, like, I get there's commercials longer than the drives we had yesterday. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy that like we're still having this debate. Like I think come Sunday or Thursday they're gonna announce somebody else is gonna start because I think he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with what he said and how much of an airhead he is. Before Greg throws his input on there, a stat that I found really crazy. Five for 16 when not being pressured for Zach Wilson. 31% when not being pressured. No, no, no rush. Nobody's in his face. Five for 16 when not pressured. You, they put up two yards of offense in the second half. Two yards. Uh, I think we have to come around to the fact that Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in football. I think that's where we at. Like, worse than Baker, worse than, you know, Andy Dalton and the bottom of the league. And then also you think about where it leaves them too because it, it's bigger than just this year. I know everyone wants to focus on this year with them because the defense is like a Super Bowl-type defense, and it is. But – and, and they have good weapons. There's no excuse for him. Like, he's just been horrible, and it's just because of him. Like, he's missing easy throws. He's, th he's throwing check downs 50 feet over the guy's head in the flat. He's doing ridiculous things like that. So it, I, I'm at the point now where it's like you're, you're repeating the same errors you made last year. Last year, he wasn't completing the easy ones. He, he's missing the easy, the layup throws. He's not getting those. Um, and this year, it's a little worse. It looks, look, looks worse. I mean, I don't remember too many games where they offensively we're this bad. This is historically bad. So then you start asking yourself, you know, <laughs> what what's the quarterback market look like for them next year? And what are they going to do? And it's like, well, maybe Jimmy G because the San franchise and maybe they, he goes there and they just need the guy who can kind of steer the ship, steer the ship. Right. So uh, it, it's it's tough. It's tough. I, I feel so bad. I don't even want to talk talk trash about him. It's, it's that bad. I, you know, I don't know where, you know, this thing ultimately ends up going for this team because when you miss in your second overall pick and you're too good to get a good quarterback again, like who are you going to, what are you going to do? Like there's no quarterback whisperer in that, in that organization that I know of, you know, maybe that's part of the problem. I, I, I you know, defensively, they know how to coach defense, they do an amazing job there and guys are open to their scheming well, but you know, and the run game has been good almost every game up until that one. But if teams are going to make you stop the run and make you beat them with your arm and you can't do it at all, then 
you know, it's trouble. It's trouble. So I, I think they have to explore all options for the quarter, all available quarterbacks in the offseason, all free agents. And I know Jets fans will be looking at the Lamar situation closely to make a big trade. Maybe you do that. Derek Carr will be available, I'm sure. That'll be that's a that's a viable option for them, right? If you're looking at solutions, but this year you're you're gonna piss a year away. That's what's gonna happen because he's not good enough to get it done um at all. And there's a lot of things I've I've made fun of him before in the past. All those things reign true. He still can't complete the easy ones. He still can't get the layups. And that's a big deal. You know, outside of making just stupid throws, just stupid. He's throwing off platform when he doesn't have to. He's like still throwing with his feet square. It's just very strange. It's very strange the way he plays the position um, at all. He plays the position like just very, very recklessly. So it, it's tough. It's tough. I feel bad for Jets fans, but, you know, not really. If you had Daniel Jones, you guys would have won these games. You know? Who presents the best option for them going forward, Mike White or Joe Flacco? Mike White, I think. I mean, Joe Flacco is a, a stick figure back there. He can't move. He's old as hell. He knows he's a competent backup, but that's about it at this point. Like, he threw 56 times a couple times earlier this year. We don't want – that's not the basis of this team. This is a run-first team. Mike White – he can handle this, I think. I mean, he showed it last year against the Bengals. I'm not even talking trash or throwing shade. I'm just saying he he looked pretty good against them. And he it's not like he was lighting them up with like 60-yard bombs. He's making the easy throws, which that's all it comes down to in the NFL. You got to be able to make those easy throws because, I mean, you're not going to get 20 yards every play. You got to get the six-yard, the, the eight-yard plays to get you – a nice easy second and two or third and one. And Zach can't do that. Like you call a passing play on first down. He, you almost want him to just throw it away. Don't throw it to anybody because you have a better chance of getting to second down. If he throws it away, than if he tries to make a play, we saw it in the first Patriots game, he tried to make plays and what happened throwing some of the dumbest interceptions I've seen. Like these are like freshman team type plays. So I don't know, man. I just know that they're not gonna they're not gonna draft another quarterback. That's it. This is it. They're not gonna draft another quarterback. They have to sign somebody ready. Like you can't yeah. move forward with this team with a rookie next year. Like they're not gonna do it. So that's why I mean Jimmy G's a, a free agent next year, and he's already shown that he's a good leader. He can make plays. All the hate that he gets, I mean. He's a winner. That's the whole point of this game is you want somebody who wins and knows how to not make game-changing mistakes. Like, I don't want Derek Carr. I'd rather just either take Jimmy G or I don't know. That's Those are the options. Like, Lamar's not an option because we're not going to trade six first-round picks, and they're not going to trade them because I think those two, in the end, need each other. So... What about Derek Carr? I was going to say, you don't want Derek Carr, but he may be the best quarterback to come there in years. No, for sure. Him or Jimmy G. But I don't know. He's still – that would have to be a trade, and I I don't think I want to trade draft capital. Jimmy G's a free agent next year. So you take a chance on him, one-year deal, two-year deal. He's familiar with this offense. Defense is ready. We got weapons. It's not like – He's coming into a bare cupboard. It's not like the Giants offense. So that's the thing. He's coming. That's into- before or after the ad Odell. I think we'll talk about that later. <laughs> you think he's coming? You think he's coming? Hey, hey, he's coming. But either way, hey, we'll talk about that. I don't want, I don't want to spoil the Giants things, insider hey. over here. All right. <laughs> well, with the, with the uh, look, even with our bare cupboard, you see what good quarterback play can do for you. You know what I'm saying? Like good quarterback play will get you wins. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it, look, you're right. You don't need Derek Carr per se. It'd be better to get him. He gives you a better outlook, but I, I trust him a little bit more. But Jimmy G's proven he can do the job. So I think that move makes a lot of sense for the Jets. Like I said, you've got to look to the future. You can't, This year feels like, I mean, what are you doing? Relying on Mike White to, to get it done? I, I, that that ain't it. That ain't it. Uh, he'll if, be he can make, if he can make the throws, that, like we have a guy out there who – he, he had a, a screen pass and he overshot him by like four yards. I'm like, what the hell? He, he's been doing that. Zach Wilson been throwing dudes bounce passes 
Just for as long as I can remember, he's been going behind the backs, all that. He's throwing like sidearm, underhand, like for no reason. I'm like, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> he's been doing like, that ever. <laughs> yo. Hey, yo, looking at the other side in New York, is there any doubts, any concerns with how Danny Dines played on Sunday? Probably not. I don't have any. I don't have any. I mean, look, you do some you do some picks. It, it happens to the best of them. I mean, every quarterback in the league is, does it. It's. I think he had the longest streak in the NFL of passes attempted without throwing an inter, 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 interception before that. Um, so I, I don't have any concerns about that at all, or about his play, or about where he is, or what the future is of this team. You're seven and three. You could lose every game from here on out, and you'd be seven and nine. You're not high enough to get a great quarterback prospect. And if, and honestly, if I'm, I'm looking at, I watched the USC play UCLA. That kid, Caleb Williams, is it. And then the kid at UNC, Drake May, he's it. And uh, the kid from Texas, uh, Quinn Ewers, right? He's amazing, too. So that's next year's class. That's next year's class. So you wait till then if you're going to make a move. But I I think Daniel Jones has bought himself at least another year here, no matter what happens with his play. And honestly, I I thought even though he had those picks in in that game, he was really impressed with some of those he made uh, down the field. I mean, it was a third and like it was like a third and 12 in his own damn near in his own end zone. And he rips the in route like 20 yards. And if you're on a line, like he, he made some really great throws in that game uh, as well. And with the running ability now where he's at as a player, I, he's come a long way. He's come a long way. And you, you, you can't, you can't give up on Daniel Jones when he's playing so well with nothing to no one to throw the ball to you. You give him an Odell Beckham. Hopefully you give him a, uh, guys down that you know guys that can come in and help him out here or draft pick a high draft pick as well to come in and help him out with the receiving game and you have a chance to see what he's about I think he you could be really he could be really special so I'm not ready to give up on him at all I think anybody should be and I don't think the Giants are I think the picks are just it comes to the territory a bit for they, they they were big mistakes and you can't overcome them when you have a team that's that devoid of talent but I, I have no concerns about Daniel Jones at all he's still really really good and made some really good plays Obviously, I think one of those inter- one one of those interceptions too was an anomaly, right? That Aiden Hutchinson pick was like a freakish athletic play. I mean, that shouldn't have been picked off, but it was. Yeah, you just didn't see him drop into the zone too. It was a great play, but I mean, you know, it, it happens. It happens. It's gonna happen. Like even Joe Burrow had a crazy pick in that game where T.J. Watt flipped. He damn near contorts his body. Like, yeah, like like those aren't normal. You know what I mean? Those are just freakish athletic plays. They, they happen. They happen. It's the, the, you know those guys get paid too. So. It's, it's not it's not the end of the world. I, I think he played really well for a guy who was dealing with all that wind that Zach was complaining about. And it's 38 degrees, 17 mile per hour winds. Daniel Jones was ripping that thing all over the guy, all over the field, all over the field with no problem getting into his receivers. Wondell Robinson had a real nice connection before he tore his ACL. If anything, I'm more concerned about the injuries the Giants have. You know, I think that's why I left that game feeling upset. It wasn't that they lost or about Daniel Jones' performance. It's about the injuries because then it's like the outlook of the Thursday game changes and your season changes a bit, but seven wins for the Giants at this point is nothing I can complain about. And I feel really good about where this team is headed, no matter what happens from here on out. And they'll they'll compete. I think they'll they'll get into the playoffs and you know, it could be a one and done situation, but I will be through the moon one way or another. Um the Giants playing competitive football is all I can ask for with nothing with nothing and no one to deal with and throw the ball to. So it's a win. You guys have a gauntlet coming up though. For sure. Well, I I think Washington is a game. Daniel Jones historically beats up on Washington, plays his best football. He owns them. That defense is good, though. And they're they getting chased back. So. I mean, I mean I'm, look, who's he lining up over? Andrew Thomas, the best tackle in football by a mile? Hey, man, I ain't worried about no Chase Young. Chase Young won't even be there. Chase Young will be Chase Young will be on the ground, pancake the entire game. He doesn't he beat Andrew He hasn't been there all year. So this ain't nothing new. It's not nothing new. So. Hey, man. I'm just saying, I go ahead. I think the Giants will finish the season with, you know, like I said, nine wins. Nine wins is best case scenario. It's looking like nine wins is real, but I think ten wins is best case scenario. Nine wins worse. They'll win two more games. Um, they'll they'll squeak out two more games here, and they'll have to figure it out from there. Losing a Dory Jackson and those guys, but I feel good. I feel good about it. I think I like where this team is going, and I'm sure we'll get to the Odell conversation, so I won't talk too much about it. But I feel good about Daniel Jones and where we're at. Before we transition to the Week 12 picks, I'm looking at this playoff picture. Ravens get the win, but they seem they're struggling. We already mentioned Lamar don't really have any weapons. Is this the opportunity for the Bengals who won 
a pretty tough game, in-division game against the Steelers. Is this the Bengals' division to win? It has to be. It has to be. I mean, the Bengals <laughs> – look, this ain't going to be no kickball for the Bengals either. I mean, we still got the Bills. We got the Chiefs. We got the Titans. We, we got a, we got a tough – we got to play the Browns again. And that's another in-division game that can get dicey. We already saw what happened when they played them earlier this year and got blown out. So, but from from, from where I sit, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But the Bengals tend to play their best football this time of year. And we're getting Jamar Chase back. We just got DJ Reader back too. Um so we got it's time to lock in and play some good football and, and make a run to these playoffs. Yeah, I think it I think it'll be something similar to last year. They're gonna go on a nice little run. I don't trust Baltimore with all the injuries and Lamar not having hope. I don't trust Baltimore. I'm not saying that the Bengals are gonna win like the next six, five. I'm not saying that, but I don't believe in Baltimore. I can see Baltimore losing a couple of these games down the uh, down the stretch. Looking at week 12. Buffalo at Detroit. Detroit hasn't won on Thanksgiving since 2014. The Bills aren't looking that well as of late. They won their most recent game while the Lions are on a three-game winning streak. How y'all see this one going now? The Bills. <laughs> I think it's the Bills. It's not a cakewalk. That Lions team is talented, man. I they. They're talented. They're, I'm not saying because the Giants just lost to them. I've, I've thought that, you know, obviously watching the hard knocks in the offseason, you kind of got a sense of how talented they were and how things could be different for them this year. So it won't be a cakewalk, but the Bills should win the game. I mean, I, I, they're a championship-level team, and they're the best team in football. They're one of the best teams in football when they have it going, right, if not the best. So hey, I, I would expect the Bills to win. Jamison Williams coming back this week. Amon Ross St. Brown on the opposite side. The offense is going to look a little different, ho- hopefully. I'm going with Detroit. I think Detroit going to pull this out. I like how Dan Campbell got them playing. They're fun. They're fun. And their offensive line is really, really good, um, too. They got, they got the players, man. Keep that, that ball out of Josh Allen's hands. Huh? What did you say, Miles? No, I said Penny Sewell. He's, uh, he's a player. <laughs> he's hooping. I mean, he's bull. He hooping. <laughs> he's playing. He's, play, he's playing. At, he's balling. He's playing at a high level, though, for real. Hey man, I you know I know a team that would admit that would love his services right now, but you know, it ain't us. Our blind played great against Pittsburgh. See about every other game here. Yes, we next Thanksgiving game: Giants at Dallas, mm. seven and three, fifth and sixth seed in the playoffs. Dallas coming off a big win. Giants, Give me Dallas, off. man. Give me yeah, Dallas. That one. This could get. I, I might put fifty on Dallas too. <laughs> well, he say he said he might put a fifty on us. Nah, he said he might put fifty cash on Dallas. Hey, yeah, please do that. Please do that, Chris. Give me the money line. Nah, please That's do that. I hope you do. You know, I look. I I don't think that game's gonna go well. I I think it'll be closer than people think it'll be. But you know, because it's a divisional game. But all the injuries, I don't know how you overcome that. It would take the greatest coaching job <laughs> I've seen in my life to win that football game. Um, maybe they get Aziz Ojolari back and that helps with their pass rush. Kayvon Thibodeau has been nowhere to be found lately. I don't, I don't like, I don't get it. His just lack of production is, you know, really worries me, but I mean, we'll see if they can generate a pass rush and they, with, with the four guys and drop as many guys in coverage as possible. They, they might have a chance in that game. Um, get Daniel Jones involved, some RPOs with Saquon Barkley, make them have to guard everybody. You might have, you might have a chance. You might have a chance in that game, but I, I, I don't, you know, I don't feel good about it. I'm not picking the Giants by any means in that game at all, at all. And like I said, it's all right. You can get in the play. You can get nine wins, get you in. They'll get nine wins. It just won't. It just won't be that. There. It won't be on a short week with six injuries, losing your best receiver. That's tough, man. That's tough. I don't expect them to overcome that. But I ho- hopefully, if they do, that'd be a Daniel Jones legend game. That'd be a game we talk about for the rest for for a long time. It'd be really cool. So I'll be locked in. I'll be locked in. But I'm not expecting to win there. With all the injuries, Cowboys, Cowboys by 14. Not going to talk about the Vikings game. We already know how that's going to go. Vikings being the Vikings. That's the other Thanksgiving game for those that want to know about it. Vikings, Pats, it's probably going to be, yeah, I don't want to talk about that one. Bengals at Titans. The Bengals currently have the last playoff spot 
They're six and four. The Titans are seven and three. And it seems like they kind of found their groove. Derrick Henry is looking like King Henry again. How y'all see this one going? Like I'm going to say the Bengals because we played them the past three years and won every single game. The past three years, we three and all against the Titans. I think every time we play them, we find a way to shut shut down, not shut down Derrick Henry, but contain him enough to where he doesn't go crazy. And even last year, you look back at that game, right, when Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and they had no business winning that game and they still found a way to win. And it just speaks to the offensive weapons that we have. So, look, especially if we get Jamar Chase back, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins been balling. Hayden Hurst found it, found his niche within this team. The run game's been looking good. It wasn't even Joe Mixon last night. It was Samaj P. Ryan with three touchdowns, our second string running back, right? So, I mean, I'm taking I'm taking the Bengals just because, you know, they have a good foundation when they play this team in the past. And I'm sure they're going to watch plenty of film and, and get right. Yeah, I got the Bengals in this one. Tanner had a pretty good game, but they still don't have a number one wide receiver over there in Tennessee. So being that that's the case, like Richard Sherman was saying, that shout out to him, shout out to the rookie having a good game, but it's still, it's not no A.J. Brown, so. Yeah, Tra- Traylon Burks is a good receiver, too. He'll, he'll get his, but I agree with you. Yeah, y'all got too many weapons, so if it comes to a point where y'all putting up points, Tannehill is not keeping up with Joe Burrow and Chase and Hayden Hurst. It's not happening, and Joe Mixon, if he comes back, too, good Lord, this could really get ugly. That's how I see it one going. Bengals, I got one in this game. Greg Miles, who you got winning? Bengals, Titans. I like the Bengals. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> that game's not going to That's not that simple, actually. Um, I would take the Bengals should win that game, but the Titans do a lot of things really well. Like they run the ball and stop the run. They do the, they do the simple things well. The John Madden special, if you will. Uh, so I. I that's tricky. That's a tricky game to pick because if they win the trenches, that get ugly. Yeah, Derrick Henry's the key to that game. I mean, if I think the, I think their D line's the key to that game. If that D line get after him, they can get crazy in the trenches. You know, they the interior and that D line is nasty. That, that D line is nasty. So I get. I'll take the Bengals because conventional wisdom tells me to take the better quarterback and take the better offensive team. But that no, can, I, by no bush. means make it pick. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I said you're over here beating around the bush. Make your pick and stop babbling. I got the Titans. Yeah, make it, they, people come here for analysis. They don't come here for me to say, oh, yeah, I got the Titans and, and just walk off. Like, ain't nobody gonna listen. Ain't nobody listening for that. They can do it. They can go, they can go online, look that up. They came here for, for analysis. I'm giving you real analysis right now. Nah, you, 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 you look at you look at you looking for, for ways to go against the Bengals, but carry on. Looking for ways. My my <laughs> You guys are giving me ways. You guys took is, is Jamar Chase going? Is that Jamar Chase going to block? Is he is he, he going to turn to Penny Sewell? <laughs> if he you said is Penny Jamar Chase going to block? Huh? Jamar Chase might not even play, bro. Keep it a buck. He, he I think he's coming back. He might. He well, shouldn't play. That don't mm-hmm. make or break it for you for you guys in terms of what how this game goes. But no, you guys got to keep your quarterback clean. That's the biggest thing. You do that, you win the game. You don't. Good luck. <laughs> hey, we didn't keep him clean last year and we still won that game. I'm telling you, we, we find ways to win the game, bro. Defense came up huge last last year with I think three interceptions too. Hey man, I, I do not put trust in Tannehill. Do not, in my opinion, Tannehill is a little bit better than Kirk because Tannehill gonna get to the playoffs and he's gonna do some, he's gonna choke too. Titans have yet to really do what they need to do, even with having the great Derrick Henry. They're going to retire like, bro, I ain't never got the smell of championship game because of Tannehill as his quarterback. So <laughs> I don't trust Tannehill. Bears at Jets. Justin Fields or Mike White, who has the better game? And hopefully he could play. I, I saw he got hurt and had to get carted off with a shoulder oh. injury. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Oh. Um, it's all that running. Shoot. I, for my sake, I hope the Jets can win. Because I'm going to be at that game, and it's going to be a lot of angry people leaving, a lot of hopeless fans, because this is a team that we should beat. Like, even with Zach Wilson starting, like, the Bears, their defense is not good. Like, they got rid of anybody who can make a play on this defense. Um, yeah, with this game, right, do you feel this is a must-win game, being that y'all are last in the AFC East and currently are not in the playoff race? The Bengals have that last spot. Yeah, this is, I mean, every game moving forward is kind of a must win for most teams. 
Like you can't really afford to lose too many games coming down the stretch. So, and especially against a Bears team that this is not a team competing for anything right now. They're trying to figure out who's going to be here for the long haul. Who can we get rid of? Like Justin Fields is a piece that you can keep, but you got to see what else you have there. But they shouldn't win this game. That's it. Like they're coming here. They're playing against a top-notch defense. I don't think they played a defense this good yet. So, I mean, if we can get after the passer, that's how you eliminate a run game. You you just shut off all angles. And he's not going to really have too many places to pass. We got corners. We got linebackers who can move sideline to sideline. So, I mean, I got I got the Jets. I'm taking them with the points. I'm rocking with the Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 Man, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> uh, I, I, that that game is uh. <laughs> if Justin Fields plays, I I, I that game's interesting. If he, if not, obviously Jets win. I, I'll go. I'll. I'll take the Jets. I think I think they'll rally around Mike White if he, when he starts because I think it's guaranteed that Zach isn't starting. So I'll take the Jets, but that game is another one I don't I don't like the look of. Like I, these are games I want to stay away from. You guys come for expert opinion. These are games I want to stay the heck away from. I was betting money. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't put no money down on none of these games. None of them. Yeah. Um. Besides that Giants game, that's the only game I put, and that's how that's going Dallas's way. Uh. But y'all suckers should all lose it. So I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'll go Jets here in this game. I think, you know, again, if you have a competent quarterback play with that defense, you should win. And if, if Justin Fields isn't playing because he's a running back, if he's not going to play and he will get himself hurt and that's where we're at with this thing, I, I don't see any way that, you know, that the Jets would lose this game to who who's their backup. I mean, Nick Foles, who, who even backs Nick Foles? Like, well, Nick Foles is a little tricky, but I still, you know, I'm going Jets. Again, come on, it's the Jets defense. I, I'm trusting the Jets defense and competent quarterback play to win the game for them. That's now, now w- w- we're banking on Mike White. Like we're making this analysis with the impression that Mike White's gonna start. What if what if Zach Wilson's still the starter? Is is the picks the same? Uh, I'm inclined to go, I'm inclined to go Bears if Justin Fields is playing, just because Justin Fields has been putting up points the past few weeks. You know, their offense has had no trouble putting up points on the board. And, you know, regardless if their defense is a little shaky, I trust Justin Fields to continue to drive down that field and put up points. Corey Komet, Darnell Mooney. Now they got Chase Claypool who they're trying to get more involved. Give me Justin Fields. That's, that's fair. That yeah, I can't argue with that one. They've been really – they've been putting up points. It's just that, obviously, the Bears have no desire to actually it's, it's win the games. Defense. Yeah, they have no desire to win games. So, <laughs> he's looking good as a uh, running back QB. So, I think, think that, that's good. First ever, I think we're going on, depending on how this go, if y'all rocking with it, the people that listen, the people that watch, we're on YouTube, we're on – everywhere for all streaming platforms we're going to do a first time a draft on bench mob ent podcast we're going to be drafting our all pro offensive team so it's a quarterback running back two wide receivers tight end and our o-line the draft order is going to be miles chris greg me and then it switches next round after that is tone Greg, Chris, Miles, and so on till we get to O-line. So with the first overall pick of the uh, first inaugural draft on the show for your quarterback, Miles, who do you take? Oh, you muted, boy. Pat <laughs> Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. It ain't, you know, you knew. Chris, who is he? He took, he took Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes. Just take Joe Burrow. Josh Allen. Ooh, he said Josh Allen. <laughs> Greg, are you drafting Daniel Jones, third overall pick? Maybe one day we'll have that conversation. But for now, uh, if I can't take the two guys on the board, obviously the way this draft thing works, Justin Herbert would be my third pick. Justin Herbert. Oh, I knew he was going hurt Jay Herbo. You a big fan of his. He's amazing. He's amazing. My fourth for my pick, I'm going Jalen Hurts at QB for me. 
going now to running back. No Lamar. I started off. Yeah, no Lamar. I started off for running back. Give me, give me Saquon. Damn, we're running back. Greg like is the, Greg got the next pick. Oh, running back. <laughs> oh. Damn. It gets tricky. It gets tricky to say Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Please let Nick me Chubb. Let me get the next pick. Chris with the next pick. Hey, this is going this may shock some people. Give me Tony Pollard. Mm. Give me Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, delusive out of that backfield. He's got soft hands. He could do a whole lot, especially if, if he gets Zeke's touches and, and he's the main featured back. Give me Tony Pollard. Ooh, I like that. I like that pick right there. Miles. Uh, the most consistent guy in the NFL is Derrick Henry. Like, this guy just gets it done every year. If he can stay healthy, he's almost guaranteed at least 1,500 yards. So, Thank you guys for not taking him. That was an easy pick. I had to throw who's you a bone. Who's your Who's your wide receiver one, Miles? You start off next round again. It would he wouldn't have been wide receiver one if he got traded to us. But since he's down in Miami, I'm gonna take that boy Tyreek. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, Chris with the next pick. I gotta go, Jay Jettas. Justin Jefferson. They're going to say Jamar. <laughs> I got to go Jay Jettas. Jay Jettas has it right now over Jamar. So, Greg, you're, you're, are you going with Jamar, Chase? Hell no. I'm <laughs> going with uh, – I'm going with the – Don't be disrespectful because uh, there ain't, ain't, no, ain't nothing to say hell no about with the receivers that the New York Giants have. <laughs> hell no. I ain't That's I ain't crazy. I'm not, I'm not taking any pussycats. I'll take – I'll take uh, who? I'm, I'll take Devonte Adams. Uh, could have been Steph Diggs, but I'll take Devonte Adams. I like it. Uh, he go with Tay Adams. Give me, give me Diggs. Give me Stephon Diggs. I'm him. My wide receiver two. I am going to go with to pair up with Diggs. Give me, give me Jalen Waddle. Greg with the next pick. My receiver two. Yeah, who are you gonna go with now? You better rethink. Nine, Barry Slayton. <laughs> he gonna say something stupid like CD Lamb. CD Lamb's not a stupid choice at all, actually. CD Lamb's been great. Um, over Jamar Chase. I'll take Jamar Chase though. I'll take Jamar Chase. Yeah. See, see, I was able to. I, I can, I can do that. Next pick is going to Chris. Who you got? Wide receiver two. Who are you pairing up with Jay Jettis? Give me another big body, man. Give me T. Higgins. Mm, okay. Or CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. T, I'll take T. Higgins over CeeDee Lamb for sure. Wow. And Miles with the next pick. A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper still on the board. Mike Evans. I'm going to take Amari Cooper because he's putting up numbers with Jacoby Brisket. Playing quarterback, so brisket's crazy. <laughs> and it goes back to you, Miles. Who's your tight end? T. Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Everybody else should be allowed to take a tight end because that's it. That's the whole tight end group right there. Like legit. <laughs> Greg, who you got? Evan Ingram. If you, you see, if you were even from, you see, you're such a foreigner. Because you're even from the New York area, you know everybody hates, hates him out here. Um, <laughs> I can't stand Evan Ingram. You're dead, you're dead wrong. Uh, I mean, the answer used to be easy because Kittle was, like, amazing. But he's not getting targets where he's at. So, I, I'd i still stay say Kittle just because it's just a matter of getting targets. I think even today he got a, a nice touchdown run. It's just a matter of getting targets for him. He's still great. So I'll, I'll say Kittle. I mean, I think it's conventional wisdom that he's the he's a top two tight end every, any, any given year. When he rolls out of bed, he's top two. So I'll take Kittle. Chris, you're tight end. Mark Andrews. Solid pick. I'm going to go with probably a 
shock on this one. I'm going with Kyle Pitts. I think he get an actual quarterback, especially based off, again, this is a draft. My team, I got Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts get Kyle Pitts to rock. So give me, give me Kyle Pitts at tight end. And then for offensive line, I'm going with the Eagles offensive line. I'm straight. I'm good right there. Next pick is Greg. Eagles offensive line, I'm good. It's a really good offensive line. It's a really good offensive line. Um, offensive line. I, I mean, I think, damn. I, I think that, that line's old line really stuck in my head, like how good they were. Um, no, they didn't face that, that amazing, you know, pass rush, but they were picking up blitzes really well. I'll take I'll take the I'll take their offensive line. I'll take I like the Chiefs whole line. Took the Chiefs whole line. How about that? Chiefs whole line. Chris, what's your line? We know it's not Bengals. It, it damn sure ain't the Bengals. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the the Bills offensive line. They're not the best, but they can hold their own for sure. And my yeah. lat with the last pick of the inaugural draft. Which O line are you taking to protect Patty Mahomes? I'm taking the 49ers offensive line. Pretty good. Good one. Not bad. We're gonna post it. We're gonna let you know, y'all let us know which team you think is the better team from this draft. This or that. Greg has been alluding to it all night. All last week, all this week in the chat, this or that, Odell Beckham Jr. chooses Dallas or the Giants. The the sources are talking, man. The streets are talking. The people around Odell, the the mentors, the the people he has around him are saying that the Cowboys are generally interesting to him. And, and there's real interest there. And that he could definitely end up there, but that the place that resonates the most is the New York Giants. And I think just knowing Odell, and I've said this before, but no, and now, now we know it's between those two teams. We can have a more serious conversation about it. Just knowing Odell and knowing his time here and what he's, what he's like and what, he, what, he's, what he's really about, he has a flair for the dramatic. He has a flair for the dramatic. Odell will drag it out. He'll flirt with the Cowboys publicly. He'll do all that stuff to, to really drive out the hype. And he'll do what you don't what, what you least expect. I think him going back home isn't going back to the Giants isn't something that people wouldn't expect per se. But I think people really have written in the Cowboys as a favorite because the Cowboys are a better football team right now. Um, but I think him coming back to the Giants is something that I can really see happening. I um, it makes a lot of sense from a football perspective because of what they need him to do and how much he's needed here and how many targets he can get. The the, the best friends being here and Saquon and Saquon and Sterling. Uh, I think that's a real thing too, a real draw for him as well. And then the big thing is just the draw of the city, like the city, him playing here. He loved playing here when it came to the environment, when it came to the fan base, when it came to everything that comes with playing in New York City. You can't replicate that anywhere. It, it, as as great as the Cowboys fan base is, and a lot as large and national as it is, playing in New York, winning in New York City is totally different. It makes careers um, long term. Like Michael Strahan, all these guys who won here, Justin Tuck, Carl Banks, all the guys who win here, they they go on to do other things that are just so much so much bigger than just football. So uh, I think Odell knows that, and I think he's gonna end up coming back here, even though it's the dark horse thing. I guess technically, can you compare the, them to the Cowboys and the Giants? I'm not just saying here this with my heart here. I do want him to come back. I think he's gonna end up coming back here for all the for all the reasons I've named. I think are we, are we, are we, I think it's Dallas with especially with all the injuries that just happened. I think he's going to go to Dallas. It'll be a better chance for him to win. I think that's where he's going to end up going. I think he really wanted New York, but with all these injuries now, it's not looking too, too of a bright future for New York for the rest of this season. Remember, it's not about, remember, he said he wants to sign somewhere long-term and live somewhere. So if it's, if it's about that, that, that won't deter him too much. That's kind of the way I see it. You know what I mean? I don't know how much he's going to play this season anyways. I don't know if he can play right away. That's all I'm saying. That's the reason I would have said that too after after yesterday. I think a lot of people are saying that, and that's fair. But considering what he said about it being a long-term thing for him, all the more reason why I think it could still happen. But who knows? You probably, you might be right. Like you, there's a good chance you are. I hope, I hope you're wrong, though. What's the chance we need to do a wellness check on you if, it, if you don't go to the Giants? 
You don't go to the Giants, you don't go to the Giants. It is what it is. I, I won't be as upset as you think I will be, actually. Believe it or not. Like, look, the, the Giants are fine. They, they're going to be in a good situation regardless of whether he comes or comes or not. I don't know where he is physically. I don't know what Odell you're getting. He's had three ACL injuries, and he's 30 years old. I, I, oh, make no mistake about it, Odell coming back to the Giants is a feel-good story from an emotional standpoint. He was never supposed to leave here in the first place. He got ran out of town by a stupid GM. That's what happened. He was supposed to be a Giant for the rest of his life. That was how it was supposed to work out. Um, they told he told us he would, they would get him and told us he would never trade him and traded him anyways. So th- he has unfinished business here and playing with, you know, the city loved this guy. I mean, he was, you know, you, you living here in this area and knowing about what it was like having Odell here in the city and what it was like when he made these explosive plays every weekend, how much the fan, fan base gravitated to him, the young fans, the owner ownership loved him. It was, it was amazing having him here. So it's, it's more emotional than anything else. I don't know how this works football wise, not just this year doesn't worry me. I think he'll be healthy this year. What about the year after that? And the year after that, he wants to be somewhere long-term. He's had three ACLs or whatever it's been, like a hip injury. Hip injuries are crazy. Kenny got had a hip injury. He's lost all of, explos- all of his explosiveness. I, I don't think that'll happen to Odell, but it's a real concern. So make no mistake about it. If he goes to the, Cow- the Cowboys, I don't think it makes the Cowboys like, I don't know for sure that it makes them Super Bowl like favorites because I don't know what Odell you're getting. I just know that Odell coming here would put would, a would jolt into the city. No matter what he played like, it, it would give it, it this tangible energy to the city and to the, to the to the team. It would lift the spirits of the team a lot too. So just because he's coming home, it would be a really big deal. And he's a flair. It'd be a it'd be now don't roll your eyes. Because this ain't this ain't Cincinnati. He come back to New York. It's a big. It's a bigger, larger. First of all, first of all, I'm gonna cut you off right there because ain't nobody rolled their eyes. Nah, second of all, second of all, feel good story don't translate to winning. And, no, yeah, and, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Dan Campbell's winning. Dan Campbell's winning off off of those 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 uh motivational speeches every weekend. That's all he does. That's that motivational type of energy no. he brings that alone no. to the locker room. It changes everything. It does. No. Especially like if you if all the things you're saying are true, right? A three ACL surgeries, which which we know, or ACL injuries, um, a hip injury. That like we, we talked about it a few weeks ago. We don't know what his production level is going to be. Like these are major surgeries. These aren't high angle sprains. Like the, the dude's been out of football, you know, for a while now, and he's coming back. He may not look any any wide receiver wants the targets. You're making good points about oh he's going to get a ton of targets in New York. That's true. He's going to be the number one guy. But like. He may also be thinking in the back of his head, if he's not producing, the city going to come at him. It's going to be his fault. He can go to Dallas and have help on the opposite side with C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and all them other guys, and still produce and still contribute and still be, you know, a fan favorite and and rack up all these statistics and whatnot while still not being that number one guy and still have uh, wins next to his name. So, look, I hope it does happen for you, but at the end of the day, like, if we talk about <laughs> if Miles is stupid, if we talk about where if he wants to go somewhere where he can win, where the pressure is not all on him, is Dallas. Look, oh, I'm t- just, just, I'm just saying, just the guy I know, the guy that was here, the guy he still is. I, I didn't know you was personal friends with him. My fault. The guy, yeah, the guy, guy he probably texts Odell, right? The, the I, I know no differently than every other fan base. I'm telling you, that guy's a flair for the dramatic. He's he really will come back here, and it would not be a surprise at all. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. That Dallas is conventional wisdom, and sure, it may it may it could happen. But listen, man, I'm telling you, like there's unfinished business here. I I, I really could see it going that way. And Giants, you you notice they ain't being they being hush about it. They ain't making all these they ain't making all these tweets about him and doing all this public campaigning for him to come to the team because they already know what it is. Like it's very different. It's they know where he knows where home is. He knows he wants to be able to go down to giant. Great. He knows. He knows you roll and you look rolling your eyes. Say that it's okay. I don't expect a, a, because a, a, this, this a, is the a, fan a, talking. This is this is this is the fan clouding your judgment. Talking about he not, knows where home is. It's very real. Hey, first of all, if, all right, they, don't, all, they don't need to Chris, tweet at him. He was their teammate. Chris, they don't Chris, need to, he's like you said, he's best friends with Sterling and Saquon. What they need to tweet at him for. Chris, let's keep it a stack. That's my point. That's my point. Chris, let's keep, you're making my point for me. It, my, it, it, the Giants shouldn't even be a contender in this. The Giants shouldn't be a contender in this. If if that's if that wasn't real, if this whole, whole coming home thing wasn't real, pull for Odell, he'd be looking at the Chiefs, looking at the Bills, looking at the Chargers, looking at places with amazing quarterback play where he knows he's going to play in a warm-weather city. Why not? He, Miami, he'd be looking at Miami. He's like, he could go anywhere. He's, he narrowed it down to the Giants and the Cowboys. 
So clearly what I'm talking about, this emotional pull to New York, this, this the emotional ground toll is happening. It's very real. Odell feels it too. It's a real thing, bro. He can end up here. He can easily end up in the giant on the Giants easily. The, the, why? Why you said why? The, why shouldn't the Giants be a contender? Because it, the, the outlook of this team was not for them to be good long term. It's not, and he's not just looking here because they're good. I'm telling you right now, the, him coming home was always on the on the, in the cards. He said as much. He said he wanted to win here. It mattered more to him to win here than anywhere else. He wants it more for New York City than anywhere else. He understands exactly what it means from a marketing perspective to win in New York. It, I don't expect you to understand. It's, it, you win in Cincinnati, it don't matter. Tomorrow morning, we ain't talking about it. We're talking about the world's largest rubber band ball as opposed to the Cincinnati Bengals winning a chance. I get that. But I'm telling you, you win a championship <laughs> in New York City. I'm telling you, you win a championship in New York City. It changes your life forever, forever. He understands that. He understands that. I'm, this is a real thing. I'm telling you, you can easily end up in the Giants, and I think it's going to happen. Miles, what about you? What do you mean, what about me? What do you think? Oh, about this? Oh. I think he's going to the Cowboys. I don't think this legitimate, you know, it, it was cute. It was nice, what you were talking about. It was a nice five-minute rant. But <laughs> he's not coming to New York, bro. He, he can visit. Like he visited with Sterling Shepard, but that's about it. He's not coming back here. This is this is a dead dream that you need to get. He just, he just wants this. He, he just wants this to be the case. So that way, I'm I don't get what I want. That's really what this is about. It's not about you thinking that for real. It's about not, I mean, not getting what I want. So it's, how, that's that, probably, how does that song go? You can't always get what you want because you're not gonna get it. He's going to the star. He wants to win. Him and CD. That's a nasty combination moving forward. So. And Odell and whoever we draft in the first round is a nasty combination too. With his, with, he don't want to rely on a rookie. Odell and Saquon is a nasty. Odell and Saquon is the best one-two offensive punch in football if it if it comes together. With, if with if Odell is still in his prime, that's fine. That's right. fine. We, we to, that's a risk you got to take if you're the Giants. That's a risk. That's a risk you got to take if you're the Giants right now. But that's not a run. risk Odell needs to take. It's not a risk for him. How's it a risk? He's going to a competent coaching staff. He's he's going to a place he's familiar with. There's familiarity there. There's no there's no accumulation period needed. He knows it. He know the he know the turnpike. He know Bergen. He know everything. You know you know chicken spot down the street. You know hot chicken <laughs> kitchen. You know all that. So it's no it's no it's no accumulation. That's period. the fan, it's, bro. There's no That's risk. The fan in him. You there's you no risk. You a big blue all the way, bro. There's no he's risk. Just, he's signing a one year deal with whatever team to use them to get a bigger deal or maximize his potential for next year. He's getting a long-term deal from, from I, long-term, I, Jerry Jones. He's not getting Jerry a long-term Jones, deal from anybody. Jerry Jones is offering him a long-term deal at the league. You know at least Jerry Jones is going to do that. Jerry Jones thirsty, you know, behind, he's offering a, he's offering a long-term deal. In that, yeah, he is, bro. He's getting like a three-year deal. I'm telling you. He is. He's an idiot. He's okay. going to do it. Negotiating against Jerry Jones. He's been in the last, what, three years? The guy's an idiot. The guy's an idiot. It's a one-year deal. How much you want to bet on this? A one-year deal? You think it's gonna be? Yeah. I bet you Chick Fil A on that. All right. I still owe Tone Chick Fil A, so that... <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he ain't pay up yet. <laughs> hey, dang, there's no Chick Fil A around here. So Knicks just won. They gotta. Uh, they gotta win on a. The schedule right here. They beat the Thunder. They got their little revenge. RJ Barrett, trade RJ or trade Julius Randle? Randle. Because Randle's blocking Obi. Like, I want to maximize what Obi can do on the course and see what this team can do with someone who doesn't need the ball in his hands 90% of the time. Do you feel Julius Randle's – I'm not Julius. Do you feel R.J. Barrett's going to eventually get out of this shooting slump? Yeah. I mean, he had a good game tonight. He, he sort of broke out of it in this game, which I think that was a good game. He started off going to the cup, trying to get back to what works for him and then work his way out. And it worked. So I believe in the kid. I don't think that he's as bad as what he's been these last five games. And – I've been seeing that Randall's, you know, his trade value has been going up in the last few weeks. So 
hopefully we take advantage of that, get off this contract, because he's not a part of his future. He's not a number one. He shouldn't be paid like that. And develop these young guys, because he's kind of blocking what Grimes can do. He's blocking what Cam can do. He's blocking what Obi can do. So what's the point of drafting these guys if you're not going to use them? Ben Simmons, this or that. Ben Simmons continues improved play or all of this goes downhill Tuesday in Philly. Considering they're not playing anybody, considering they're literally playing their G League affiliate tomorrow night, which I'll be locked in for. I want to see how he adjusted to the crowd. I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to play well. Uh, this, this, What he's doing now – I think this is the this is a big hurdle for him. If he can play well in Philly, in Philly, he's gonna launch off. He's gonna, he's gonna take off. He's already on a great just path already in terms of where he's at, where he is physically. His athleticism is coming back. His confidence is coming back day by day. I feel good about it. It's not Nets fan talking to me. I really feel like yeah, he's coming along nicely. Um, I got no doubt he'll play well tomorrow night. Honestly, like I don't, I don't think I think it'll it'll affect him early. There'll be some jitters, but. I think the whole play well because KD and Kyrie's gonna come out and set a tone early. They rise to they like to they're big game guys. They have to rise to that, and I think Ben will fall through. Ben Ben will eat. <laughs> I don't have much of a concern about it honestly. Again, again, look who he's playing. Yeah, that's my thing. I you're not playing anybody tomorrow night. That's my big. That's my biggest thing. One thing we know too is them Philly fans gonna talk crazy to him. Well, they will. So yeah, like like you said, he's got to get over that that mental hurdle that he's definitely gonna have to face. Um, but if you saw the press conference he did the other night, it looks like he's excited for it. It looks like he's ready for it. He's not, not nervous about it, too. But when you look at his numbers, too, from the past three games, right, 11 for 13, 6 for 6, field goal percentage, and then um, what was it, 5 for 7 the game before? Like, it seems like he's found his shot selection. So he's taking good shots that he feels good about, and it's it's played well for him. So I think Ben's about to go crazy in Philly. Um and that's what's needed for the mental aspect. It's pretty much been mental with Ben. That's the whole thing. So I think, like Greg said, this will be kind of like that. If you went therapy, it's like, all right, let's get over this hurdle. You get over that hurdle. Right I we'll, we'll see that Nets team that everybody was predicting, like Ben, Kyrie, he's back after his 17 apologies. KD, I think it's going, it's going to be good talking about the you know the the Kyrie aspect of it is still interesting it's something tells me this whole thing isn't over I don't know why man you got Jalen Brown out here you know co-signing him hey you know, Jalen Brown thought that was he thought that was Omega sci-fi yeah right the cute dogs or whatever and now <laughs> those are them black I Israelites I ain't see these guys jumping around like monkeys out there I don't know what he's talking about uh oh uh oh watch it Watch it, Greg. <laughs> oh, he had Chris had to hop off, but this or that Thanksgiving edition, a couple questions, right? But this or that for Thanksgiving. Sweet potato or pumpkin pie? Damn. Neither? <laughs> I don't rock with I don't rock with exquisite pies like that. I don't I don't think you know I'll, apple pie. How about that? You sound like Chris apple right pie. now. Huh? You sound like Chris right now. We you don't like seasoning. That's the one thing you can knock me on. Is <laughs> he said, Ma said you don't like seasoning. The seasoning apple pie is good, man. I don't know about no super. I, to be honest, I haven't had sweet potato pie. Though. I haven't even had that. It's not really a delicacy of my people, so I'm not going, really a thing. I'm going sweet potato every day. So Greg, you Greg, you Greg, Greg, blink twice if you're being held against your will right now. Yo, Miles doing a bean casserole. Bean casserole. I ain't never. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Regular turkey or deep fried turkey? I mean, deep. Everything's better fried. So, yeah. deep fried. Deep fried. I hope. Yeah, fry that. Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Damn. Uh, Cyber Monday. I rather stay out of the stores. I ain't really rocking with being in the stories, having people trample me and all that. Especially when Chris needs to go get his get his uh his breast pump. 
Knock it over the ball for plays in the last stuff is crazy. Yo, who would you rather, De'Aaron Fox? He's been balling as of late. The Kings are actually <clears throat> Kings are actually on a six-game winning streak in the playoffs. Mike Brown got them playing well. Mike Brown looks really good in that role. He's not being talked about when you talk about coach of the year, but he should be in that conversation with how the Kings have been playing lately. Who would you rather, De'Aaron Fox edition? Trey Young. De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's hard. I, I'm going to take De'Aaron Fox right now, though. Right now. I mean, you doing, you doing current? I'll take De'Aaron Fox. He's playing great. He's playing great. I, I had a feeling he'd be great this year. So I picked him up all the fantasy leagues. He plays Dame defense. Lillard. Dame or? I'm taking Dame. The injuries are catching up with Dame. I'm concerned. All these knickknack injuries. He's aging. It feels like he's aging. So it's right in front of us. Very weird. I it just feel like we're headed towards him being out of out of uh, Portland really soon. Like we're going to trade him. That's why I think we're headed inevitably uh, with him. But. That wasn't the question. I, I mean, right now, current. If it's, if it's current, De'Aaron Fox. If it's current, I'm taking De'Aaron Fox over Damian Lillard. If it's current, De'Aaron Fox. De, De'Aaron Fox, easy over Kyrie. I'm taking a lot of point guards over Kyrie Irving right now. I'm gonna give it a buck. That guy don't even come to work. There's always some reason he's not showing up. I don't know. I like Kyrie. I like what he stands for. Look, you like. Please say it loud. <laughs> say it loud, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's about to get <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I'm taking De'Aaron Fox. Oh my gosh, John Morant. John Morant. Darius Garland. I'm taking DG. It's so crazy he's taking DG now because if he took DG in that draft instead of RJ Barrett, he'd be in a much better position, wouldn't he? No, um, I'm taking my boy from Kentucky, De'Aaron Fox. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> that boy. You see how bitter he is? <laughs> Forget that, son. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's hard. That's really hard, though. I mean, DG's been on a tear. I, I, I'll take, I, I'll take, uh, I'll take DG. I think he's just been that good. I can't, I can't, I can't willingly pick against that guy. All right, we come to the conclusion of this show. Something that we've added that we will close every show with, whether it's from bench mob cast, whether we see it on the internet, whether you guys send them in, we're gonna finish off with hot takes. Whatever hot takes we see, I'm gonna read them off and we can go from there based off the hot take if we agree, disagree, etc. Chris Paul is no longer a top five point guard in the league. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just just where the young the young guys are at now and his injury, it's really him declining. It's just the injuries. You, you know, it's it's happening to him. It's happening to him. Is it's just like it's it's you know, it's happening to Brian in, in a lesser sense. Uh, because when Brian's on the court, he's still productive, you know, like he's still highly but and Chris Paul is too, but I, you're you're gonna have a hard time justifying an all-star birth for Chris Paul at this point. That's that's where we're at. It's the it's the end, it's the twilight. So I, I'm definitely going to uh, sit here and go with the, him not being top five anymore at this point. I mean, we can name top five guys better. I think it's, uh, it's De'Aaron, it's, it's DG, it's Shea, it's, Shea, uh, it's uh, uh, who else, who else? John you Moran. know, John Moran. Uh, Luca's not really a point guard, but, uh, I mean, he is, but you know what I mean? Like, well, Luca. Are you taking Trey? Are you taking Trey over CP3? Right now, yeah. Right now, yeah. Trey too, so it's like he's like at seven. If we if we're really doing the list, you know, so that's tough. Bull Bull has the same skill set as Victor Wembanyama. False. That's a hot take. Uh, Bull. I mean, Bull is similar. It's similar. It's just maybe you know, like he's like the diet coke to his his uh to his coke. You know, he's like he's diet. But I I uh, I think um the ball handling abilities where he separates himself, Victor. Yeah. From from Bull Bull, but I think there's a lot of similarities, and Bull Bull can be an all star type of guy too if he stays healthy. It's the same type of thing. He's the same kind of problem um, because of his size and his ability to play in a perimeter like that. But I, I still think Victor <laughs> Victor Victor's different different breed. Victor is a Victor's a Benz, and and uh, my man Bull Bull is a uh, 
don't even know what the analogy is. Well, what, well, I, what's the car people like that isn't? I don't know. He's like a Mitsubishi. No, you're why? <laughs> he called him a Mitsubishi. Maybe he's a Range Rover. He's a he's a Volkswagen. <laughs> you know what? German, but the new ones, the new ones are all right. The so, one you yeah. want. They got great safety features. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. James Wiseman is a bust. Yeah. He's a bust. Oh. Get him out. I don't think he's a bust. If he on a different team, he's averaging a double-double. I don't think he's a bust. Get him out of there and then you'll see. I think he's immature. He might just be I think he's ball. immature. I think that, I think there's something to that, him being immature, but I, I, you know, as far as him being a bust, I mean, he's he's too talented to give up on him right now. I give him get him to another team and let's see what it look like. I, I think he can see, be easy to do a double guy in the NBA, uh, but his physical gifts and skills. So we said we said from Rip it wasn't going to work though. That wasn't a good good position for him to draft anyway. I think when we look back at it, especially with them sending him to the G League, Golden State dropped the ball as much as we we praise their front office. They dropped the ball that draft with drafting James Wiseman. Wasn't he one of two guys they drafted in that class, or was that actually that wasn't that class? That was a different one. That was a different uh, class. That was Moody and uh Kaminga. And Kami- I mean Kaminga, don't you have the same questions about him? 100%. It, it, you know, like Golden State, their biggest issue is that they were looking forward to their younger players taking a leap this year. Kaminga hasn't, Moody hasn't, Wiseman hasn't, and Jordan Poole. Poole's pressed him signing the contract. Poole hasn't Jordan played well. Poole, Hasn't played well, but that's because it seems like he no longer wants to be off the bench. He Mm -hmm. literally has a 17-point differential when he stars and when he comes off the bench. Yeah, it's like he's he almost plays like he's in a bad mood or just in in just like just in this depressive state when he comes to the bench. He's not he's not playing with joy. I'm going to the bench, which is you know, hey, you chose to resign there, my guy. I mean, you know, you know, Orlando had a bag for you. You know, other other teams had a bag for you, and you don't want to play it out. I don't blame him. Get to your money, but. You're gonna to have to get a trade up out of there. That's the situation he's in, um, and I don't know how you demand that at his at his juncture in his career. You're not really, you don't really have that standing yet. So it's tough. It's tough. Looking back on it, right? Should they have drafted Lamelo Ball? I personally have always been a fan of the Lamelo Ball um, draft, like just taking him in that class. I don't care if you have Steph Curry. I don't care if you have Clay. Uh, Lamelo Ball, especially with what he's done in his skill set, he fits. He fits. He's such a great passer. He's going he's to get guys involved. He's going to make Steph Curry's life easier. He's going to make everyone's life easier around him. Clay Thompson's life easier. You could have gone with three-guard set, having him play point um, as well. I think it would have made a lot of sense to draft him. They ultimately didn't, obviously. I think they regret it. I think they, it was wise when they took him instead in that class, right? So um, I think they ultimately regret that they didn't take him. I, you know, it's a regrettable mistake, but LaMelo is the far better talent. I mean... <laughs> Lamelo's really good. Even you know, even this year in the little bit he's played, he's been really, really productive because he, think, he's just that's what he is. You think it's because of the pops? You think LeBron I think it's probably take him. Yeah, probably why. You know, talking about Steph, that's stupid. You take the best talent available, even if you didn't like Lamelo, you know, you could have traded him for a, for a, a ransom. You can't trade Wiseman for anything. Wiseman has no value. So I think the easy answer to this question is yeah, take Lamelo Ball and try the experiment. Why not? It, it probably works, honestly. And it makes a guy like Draymond even more not not expendable because you can't you know, it's hard to replace that guy and they'll find that out eventually. I think that's when the thing falls apart. But it helps them out big time in terms of playmaking and even shooting because he shoots the ball well enough. He's a good shooter, real good shooter, all star guy. Hey, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob ENT, we out. This is on all streaming platforms. This is on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, share. Rate us five stars and leave a review. Peace.